What's poppin', what's poppin', what's poppin'? Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And on this episode, we're gonna be talking about Drake dropping another album, but how he announced it is what we gotta talk about. Rihanna is no longer the CEO of her company. What? What happened? Why? And how? We're going to talk about the success story of the AI influencer, Mr. Grateful. He went from 3,000 followers all the way up to 100K followers using ChatGPT. We got to break that down. How to create a brand funnel with AI. And will you pick between $10 million or 10 million YouTube subscribers? We're going to talk about that on the this or that. Moose, how are we feeling about this episode? I'm really excited for this brand funnel with AI. That, yeah, I'm, I'm tuning into that. All right, let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And of course, you know this episode is powered by Ecamm Live, the number one all-in-one streaming platform that not only streams on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, everywhere you need it to stream, but it's also amazing for pre-recorded videos. It does voice isolation, video isolation, transition, text, amazing for presentations. You name it, Ecamm Live can do it. And we are giving a 14-day trial on us if you go to www.nickyandmoose.com slash ecam, that's E-C-A-M-M for your 14-day trial. Hello. Yeah, you've been crushing that. You don't even mess up with the WWWs anymore. You feel me? You feel me? And, and I'm really thinking yeah. about it. I'm really thinking. Yeah. There's a pause. It'd be like, WWW? Did I say it right? Okay, cool. Uh, Nikki yeah. and Moose. There's yeah. always a pause. You've been, you've, be, yeah, you've been crushing that, though. Yeah, I'll be trying. I'll be see. trying. Well, you... For for our audio listeners, uh, Moose has a different background happening. Uh, he looks a lot happier. Um, yeah, I could agree with well, that today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, update us. How, where are you? And, Man, and big what's life going updates. on? Yeah, I was going to say this is our first international podcast, but that's not true because you've traveled and recorded internationally. So that's false. But uh, maybe the furthest distance recorded podcast. I'm all the way in Cairo, Egypt, y'all. Cairo. Yeah, yeah. I came, I came home, man. I came home after uh, being away for 24 years, which is really crazy to think about. So it's been, it's been a wonderful time. I've only been here since I left Wednesday. I got here Thursday. Mm-hmm. I've, so I've only been here really, you know, two days or so, two full days, really. But man, just soaking up every single moment, having a great time, reconnecting with family and people who I haven't seen in 20 plus years. So it's been it's been super special, man. I'm I'm like, yeah, through the through the through the roof, through the moon, however they say it. I'm I'm all of those things right now. So did they know you were coming? Was it a surprise? Like 
for people who haven't so, seen you in 20 some years, like, ooh, yeah, what, is, yeah, yeah. what does that look like? So I coordinated with half or, you know, my mom and my aunt back in the States helped me coordinate with half because we, we keep in touch with a good amount, especially as of the last couple of years. But uh, the other half doesn't know. So there's some family who I haven't, you know, just met up with just yet. They're going to see me pull up on them like, does this face look familiar to you type thing? So that's that's coming in the next couple of days. So we're going to try and record some of their reactions and see how that goes, too. But, yeah, we had part of my family knew they were in the know-how. They went and picked me up from the airport, helped me with some of the accommodations. Like, they've been with me getting around. Man, for those of y'all who've traveled to Egypt, I'm in, I was in complete culture shock in the way people get around here. It is bananas. Is I mean, it? oh my goodness. It, oh my goodness. It's crazy. And this is coming from a New Yorker who you would think like, oh, nah, if you could drive in New York, you could drive anywhere. False. That's a lie. Mm. If you could drive in East, you could probably drive anywhere. Mm. No, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm serious. The driving here is next level. So, uh, yeah, I need, I definitely needed someone to help me get around. So now that I'm, you know, get finding my way and get a little bit more accustomed now. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to start making the surprise trips coming up next. Yeah. Overseas driving is, um, is different. That's what I'll say. Yeah. yeah overseas, it's a different land. It's different law. It's like, yo, no the lights. The roundabouts like no, are different. They're, yeah. No, there's yeah. no lanes. There's no lights. No. There's no, no. seatbelts, no car seats. Uh, I mean, not that I'm trying to bash the country, but I'm just like, oh, now y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all are gutsy. You live on the edge. That's for sure. So, but yeah, no, then you got to do uh, the stats on, uh, how many car accidents they get because I got to look that up. Yeah. Cause they may not be getting, cause there's a respect and understanding yeah. on the road compared to the States. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I just felt my like cortisol levels increase while I was sitting in the back of the Uber driving through the city. I was like, Oh, oh they have oh. Ubers. <laughs> they have Ubers. Yeah. They got Uber. Um, like, like as far as from a economic standpoint, there are some parts of uh, Cairo or the city, really like the main city that is super advanced, right? Wonderful, beautiful places to eat. It's, it's phenomenal. Now, just, the, the biggest thing for me was just the traffic and the driving. I was just like, I have never in my life seen this. Although I lived there for seven years, but for some reason, I just can't even remember that part. Like, it's just, it's completely out the window right now. I have no idea. But yeah, it's been, uh, it's been fun, man. I'm, I'm very, very, very grateful, honestly. Oh, look. You like it. I love it. Um, I sent, I sent Moose. I don't know if you saw it. It's like little travel one in, in Egypt. And I was like, I'm going to send it to Isaiah so he could put it up there. I was like, you and your wife should do this. This is great because it makes sense. Oh, it's Egypt like a travel look. vlog? Yeah, it was like the different, not not a travel vlog. Well, yeah, because it was like the different amazing parts of Egypt mm. that the person was just walking to. And you would just see like all the dope spots, right? But it's like uh, the same situation. It, it, it's so dope. Yeah. It's in your DMs. Yeah. So I was like, you and your wife need to do this. Out. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. It's been the perfect balance because, you know, usually for me, I'm like, nah, I got to be present. I'm not going to post. I'm not going to document. But I'm like, nah, we need to capture all this. Hey, 
uh, record me real quick. <laughs> like, right. I'm, I'm doing one of those now. Like, hey, just capture this photo real quick. Like, let's get this B-roll. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm documenting it all and posting. So it's cool. And I think the great balance is you, I have Wi-Fi whenever I'm, you know, in the hotel. Now that I'm in the Airbnb, it's great. But when I'm out and about, there's nothing. So I can't really connect. So I just document and I don't have to worry about how it looks and posting. I, I do that when I get back home. So I think that's something, a little, a little content sneak tip that I might just take with me back to the States. Like, oh, just record, post when you're settled. Don't even worry about trying to do both at once. Mm. At least for those who are one track minded when it comes to content like me and you can't multitask. Just, hey, keep it simple, buddy. One thing at a time and, uh, and do the rest later. Shout out to those who can't multitask. It's still very appreciated. You're not supposed to multitask anyways. I heard. I heard. That's right. So That's right. Those That's people right. who can't, don't, don't feel bad. You're needed. You're needed. We need somebody to focus on one thing at a time because we're not. That's right. You know what I mean? We're not. That's right. Um, that is a fact. As far as me, uh, there's a few things. But one thing is I'm catching FOMO and I'm, I'm not liking this. So mm. as you heard in the intro... We're um, talking about Drake soon. And so his his concert is coming up. And as everybody knows in this podcast, uh, I got Drake tickets for the first Madison Square Garden uh, date they go to. Right. It's Drake and, and uh, 21. Now, I said in my head, I was determined. Nope. We're selling these. Sit when it gets closer and everybody sees it, like how everybody's seeing Beyonce. Boom. I'm selling them because the value is going to go up. Great. And then I found out my busy schedule in August. And then Drake did what Drake does, which we will go into. And now I'm like, should I go? Should I? Mm. Should I go? What are, you know what? Now you're finding all these different excuses. This will be like the 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 last time that I chill by going there. It'll be great. Well, well, I'm like, yeah. So shout out to Drake who just takes all my money because I did buy what we're going to speak on. So yeah. So let's just let's get into this episode because I'm I'm doing a lot of like we'll talk about this later. Let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it now. <laughs> Let's talk about it now. So, uh, to start off the what's popping section, of course, this segment is brought to you by Deeper Than the Deeper Than the Brand, the number one content branding community that shows you how to confidently and authentically build a brand, grow a social media presence, and build digital wealth. Go to deeperthanthebrand.com. Now, Drake did something different than what he usually does. Drake dropped a book, okay? Drake dropped the book titled Titles Ruined Everything, which is a new poetry book. Very interesting, right? Now, the interesting part is that people are already leaking what's inside this poetry book, which is 19 something dollars after shipping, it's about 30. Yes, I bought it. OK, I did. Um, but there was this picture of some dogs with a QR code. 
It says for all the dogs. And when you go to this QR code, it says, I made an album to go with the book. They say they missed the old Drake. Girl, don't tempt me for all the dogs. Now, this is an amazing way to bring attention to two things, right? We know Drake first for the music, not for an author, not for books, not for merch, for his music. So to bring more light and to bring attention and, and create revenue with, these, uh, with this book, with this poetry book, he put valuable information in the book that is talking about the music, which everybody wants more of. So when you leak certain things like that, now people are going to be like, what else is in this poetry book? My timeline is going crazy. Like I bought the book. I bought the book. I bought the book. We're going to do an unboxing. We're going to break this down. Now, I don't know how many people was going to buy this book. If you weren't a hardcore Drake fan, right? I don't, I don't know how many were. He came out with a, a candle and I don't know how many people bought the candle. Probably a lot because people like Drake, but that really wasn't advertised or gave, there wasn't necessarily an incentive to truly buy it. This one is an incentive. You get this, you can see the dogs yourself. Maybe there's an extra surprise that once start, people start getting it, you'll see what else is in the, in the book. So I think from a marketing standpoint, this was a very genius move. And this is why I'm talking about it. Not to say Drake dropped the new book and announced an album. How he announced it was very, very interesting. So hence why I said, now I may want to go to the tour because what is this book? have to do with everything in the big scheme of things. When is the album dropping? And then is the album going to be ready for the tour? I'm very interested now. This is genius. Taking one thing and, and, and marketing another thing to get people like inside his, his ecosystem ready. I think this was a really dope move that we can learn uh, and apply mm -hmm. to our own stuff. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, Drake, man. I I'm realizing more and more, honestly, the best creators, business people, they're just so good at marketing. They come up with these ideas. They have their methods of being able to bring attention to what they're doing. No matter how long they've been doing it, they don't assume like, oh, of course you're going to buy my album. Okay, but what can I do differently? to make this drop or this experience a little bit better or, you know, I think, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's really cool. And didn't announce a date either. Right. Like didn't say None. when the album was coming, just said it's coming. Maybe it's in the book. I bought the book. We, we mm. shall find out. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If anybody out there can decode uh, this new book and, and actually give us a date, maybe that'll help Nick's decide if she will officially go to the concert. Uh, you know, maybe that'll be the thing that'll push it fin over the edge. Financially, we'll see. We shall I see. shouldn't. Financially, I shouldn't. <laughs> tell you that now. Financially, yeah. I shouldn't. But the, anyways, the way, the what's way up with Rihanna? My bank account is set up. Uh, got checking and saving. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, man. So really, uh, really interesting news came out of the Savage 
Fenty headquarters, uh, Rihanna is stepping down as CEO. Now, the brand that she launched in 2018 and has helped skyrocket her to billionaire status, $1.5 billion in approximate net worth right now, she has decided to step down as CEO of the company and put in her position Hillary Super. And it's literally spelled S-U-P-E-R. So I'm going to make the hopeful assumption that I am saying her last name correctly. And if I'm not, I apologize, Miss Hillary. However, uh, someone with uh, interesting background here because Hillary comes from managing a brand, Anthropology, I believe is what, uh, how it's called, but they're known primarily for their physical stores, brick and mortar stores. And so Rihanna and her brand, they've been primarily a digital brand. And so it starts to give you some hints, right? Is this Rihanna's way of saying, hey, I've taken the brand as far as I can go. It's time to scale it to the next level. And so we want to go to physical stores, physical locations. Let's hire someone with that experience. To me, the lesson here is always a self-aware leader knows when it's time for them to give up control. Right? It's like, hey, yes, I am the best. We're here because of me. People show up and buy the products because of my name. But guess what? Where we're going, I am no longer the right person to take us there. So I'm going to step aside and let somebody else lead. So for me, that's like, wow, big lesson there in business and leadership that we have to pay attention to. But it also gave some hints. Does this mean Rihanna maybe wants to make space so that she can finally release another album uh, like mm. uh, Drake is doing there? Does that, is that what that's mean? Is there music on the way? Uh, could it be a personal thing? You know, she's also pregnant. So is it that she wants some more family time? Could that be it? And so it leaves you with a couple of different options also to think through. So again, interesting news, you know, for her to step aside, but I guess you all who are listening and, and or watching this, let us know what you think she's going to do. Is she going to drop new music? Is she stepping aside because where the brand is headed, she's not the best leader to take them there. Or is she uh, just like, nah, I just, I just want to chill with my kids. I just, I'm kind of rich now. And, um, I don't want to work. <laughs> it's like, what y'all think she's doing? Wow. All right. I think all of it. Why not? It's Rihanna. At the same time. Yeah. Facts. Rihanna. She can do whatever she wants to. You know what I mean? Um, and that's goals because to just, all right, give somebody else the uh, CEO position. I could do whatever I want to and still get a lot of money from it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. let's go. Yeah, that's but, far. Uh, let's talk about the new creator of the week, which this week goes to Teresa Van Dam, also known as Teresa Van Dam Stylist. That's, no, Styles. I apologize. Styles, who has only, not only, I won't say only. Uh, about a hundred and something K on Instagram, but 5.6 million on TikTok in which I follow her on TikTok. And what made me really bring her up this week is she brings a new spin to sharing your services and your products in a whole new way. So 
you know, when you're looking at how do I advertise my my services, some may think of commercials, some may think of behind the scenes. She has literally taken TikTok by storm by doing different skits and in these skits she is educating her clients and her future clients about some of the things that it goes with uh hairstyling coloring you name it shampooing conditioning here's a here's a clip of well here's a whole skit so you guys can hear it and you can understand why i thought this was genius hey there what can i help you with yeah i bought this shampoo from you it does not lather oh um okay were you looking to return it of course I am. What kind of a shampoo doesn't lather? Oh, well, um, I use this shampoo all the time and I can tell you that it is Color Protect and a lot of Color Protect shampoos don't really get that super rich lather like a clarifying or purifying shampoo would get. Okay, so stay away from Color Protect shampoos. Got it. Uh, do you have a clarifying one that you can give me? Um, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it for your color. Uh, I'm not taking your recommendations again. You guys are the one that recommended me the one that doesn't lather. Okay, it definitely lathers. It's just not as sudsy as some other shampoos. Um, a lot of Color Protect shampoos don't really lather like other shampoos because that helps protect your color. Absolutely not. Then I feel like my hair's not getting clean. It's getting clean, it's just not stripping your color. I've never heard of a shampoo that just doesn't lather very well. Like I said, a lot of different Color Protect shampoos don't suds up that much. But you said clarifying shampoos always lather up a lot. Uh, yes, I, I mean, clarifying shampoos are made to cut through a lot of heavy grease and buildup. Um, they're not supposed to be used every day. I don't care, but they get really sudsy. Typically, good to know. I'll order one on Amazon. That's not really a good idea. Thanks for calling the salon. How can I help you? Hi, yes, so I washed my hair the other day and my color faded tremendously. Mm. So how she brings entertainment, comedy, and education all in one space, I believe is really, really dope and has really brought her to a whole new level, especially on, on the social media block. So shout out to Teresa Van Dam. Once again, follow her on all social media platforms at Teresa Van Dam Styles. Super fire, super dope. Uh, and of course... Moose, have you seen or heard of any of her stuff? Drum roll, please. Oh, wait. I, I actually <laughs> have one. Hold great, on, hold on. I actually got one. I got one. Every week. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a long drum roll. I know. Yes, I have actually. I've wow. Seen, <laughs> I like, yeah. I've wow. seen her on TikTok. I've seen her on TikTok. What? Yeah. Seen her on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to TikTok. Oh, right. <laughs> Hello, Hello. that's there. what I said. Yeah. She's taking over. She's taking over TikTok yeah, for yeah. sure. So uh, shout out to her. But uh, let's get into this success story, this blueprint. However, we want. We still really haven't figured this part out. But um, Moose actually brought this to my attention as far as talking about it on the podcast where there is an individual who is called Mr. Grateful on social media. And he made an announcement a bit back saying, I'm going to use ChatGPT to grow my following to 100K and has documented 
the process. And he is now one of the leading AI influencers out there right now. And it is something we really have to break down. Now, Moose, I would love your side first, why we're breaking down Mm -hmm. from your end uh, about Mr. Grateful. Yeah, I mean, first off, the challenge that he set out that captured people's hearts and minds to want to pay attention to what he's doing. His goal was very simple. Hey, ChatGPT, can you help me gain 100,000 followers in as little time as possible? That was it. Very clear, simple challenge that he set out. And as soon as he set out to do this, the attention, the followers, the views, started to flow in it, to flow in. And then when I listened to him speak on, on that podcast episode, I said, this dude is really intelligent and is very well in the know-how of the inner workings of how AI works and you know how it just it just it was a different dialogue and conversation. So I said, yeah, let's let's dive into this a little bit on the pod. Okay. So shout out first and foremost to Rebel Road Road Show. This is where the interview came from. So please definitely check out the full interview. It's a really good one. But what I learned off top about this success story is that we are all using ChatGPT wrong. Okay. So the, the thing is, is that people who saw this announcement of, hey, I'm going to use ChatGPT to grow my following, and they saw the success of it, They tried to do the same thing and they were getting mid to horrible results. And so when asked, yo, how how do you use ChatGPT? How did it give you the results to get 100K followers and more? This is what he said. It's, It's good data in, good data out. So you have to give it the information that you want it to reference. I gave ChatGPT all of the information about my brand. I told it who I was, the voice that I wanted to speak in, so that when it's giving me ideas, it can tailor it to me. Um, I also, I gave it my metrics. So I went back for the past 30 days and I gave it the metrics of every single post, and then I transcribed every single one of those posts and uploaded it. So then it can connect these dots and say, okay, I see the structure of this type of post here. I see how it performed. And now I can give you more tailored results based on what's performing well versus what isn't. Moose, I would love your take on this first. I mean, just off of that, and I think that was in the first couple of minutes of the interview, and I said, I'm sorry, what what did you just do? Like, I just thought that was brilliant. Again, different than what I've heard anyone who is using chat GPT or AI in general uh, really just talk about it that way. And so to spend time to really use the technology, the way it's designed to be used or get to know it in a way and say, all right, let me dedicate the time to do that. Now, here's one of the things that stuck out to me, of course, the self-development part of that just screams out at me. You can't give chat GPT that information about your brand if you don't already know clearly the identity of your brand, mm, right? Like you can say, oh, I'm going to go do that. Okay, well, tell us about your brand. Uh, yeah, people. Uh-huh. And, and, and what else? 
All right. All right. So to me, it was it was the clarity around. I know what my goal is, you know, and he speaks about it in a little bit more detail in the episode where he says, hey, I was starting an agency. The agency wasn't doing so well. And so I wanted to just bring attention to my design work so that I can get a good position, whether I can network. I didn't want to just go get another job at another agency and enter as a regular applicant. So this was my approach. That was the idea that came to me to take on this journey. And then, of course, it set him on a whole nother path. So, you know, really cool thing from what it was and what it turned out to be. But the lesson I will definitely highlight there is you have to know your brand. You have to know the information about yourself and your brand so that you can properly feed it to the machine or chat GPT. Yeah, I think that's that's super important because that's the first thing he did was like, yo, let me tell you about me first. Right. And then I'll give you the stats on everything else, because then you can combine what works and what doesn't. So I, I, I completely agree with you with that. I think from the from a just a beginner level of getting into this AI thing, because I know some people heard that and probably was a little bit scared of like, oh my God, like I'm giving ChatGPT all the information. What are they going to do with this, right? And it, semi going with the personal development too, he also said something that really opened my mind about that's kind of a selfish mindset that mm. if we finally have a tool that is going to help people that possibly didn't have the opportunity to learn uh, certain skills, uh, the opportunity to have a brainstorm buddy, because you always have to get in the rooms or be in these different groups that you can't necessarily afford. And there's this tool that is allowing them to, come from beginner to mid to possibly get into, you know, high levels, why not do that? So that that's, that's one thing. Now he did say, don't give like classify stuff. That's, that's not one of those things, but the more information, the better. Now getting into details of, about chat GPT and, and breaking down exactly what we need we have to look at the end goal, right? And so for him, that was 100K, right? 100K followers, which he made. He, I think he's at um, 180, I believe, from when this is recorded, right? 180K. But he made that, I think, 100K from 3,000 to 100K in about two, three weeks, Max, mm -hmm. right? Uh, using ChatGPT 3.5, right? Not even ChatGPT 4. This was ChatGPT 3.5. And he literally just talked to it. Hey, this is who I am, right? You're going to be my, my agent. And this is who I am. And let me give you about 30 days of data that you can see. And then after... He did that and he started creating the content. He would give the results back to ChatGPT. He wouldn't just like, okay, mm -hmm. what's next? What's next? Right? Because then when you take the, the information and you give them more based off what they gave, they can, uh, well, they, like it's a person. It can 
modify itself for the next results. So we look at ChatGPT and we say, yo, am I giving it enough information? Even though right now with ChatGPT4, it has web browsing, it's still not the greatest as far as searching, right? As, as far as literally web browsing, it's not really the greatest. The more information we give AI, the better. And so, shoot, I was, I was looking at doing something like this with, with our YouTube. You know, I'm about to sell them everything about Nikki and Moose. I'm about to give mm -hmm. the data as far as, as the YouTube and see with some of the suggestions that it actually creates for us. I think that that opens people's mind to like the AI is here to get rid of some of the tasks that we don't necessarily want to do. Some of us don't want to do right. research on these different platforms. There's so many different platforms to worry about, but we have this new AI thing that is going to be able to do that research for us, be able to do some video scripts, be able to write the captions, be able to let us know uh, possible good times based off some of our analytics. The more that we give it, the more that it becomes the assistant that everybody is advertising that it is. But some people are just doing mid questions or inputs as far as, hey, give me seven uh, blogs about a poetry book. Write an ebook for me about launch situations. And you get mid basic situations. Now, what he did say in this interview that I want everybody to catch as well is AI is here to enhance and not to replace. So even though ChatGPT gave him some scripts, he didn't read it uh, verbatim. He took the foundation and still put his own swag to it, still put his own style to it, added certain words based off his experience. So he, it would say maybe some uh, find some design tools in your next post that will we could create different lists so, so you can have a listicle for the next post cool, he would still have to do the research on what are the top designer tools that he's going to talk about. So it doesn't necessarily tell you everything and replace you. It's going to give you the foundation that is going to enhance your, your output, that's going to direct you way better on what to look for and what not to look for. So we have to be very clear using these tools that it's not perfect. It's not going to replace us. It's not going to make us lazy because there's still work to do once it gives us the output. And those people who actually put the work is going to stand out. He put in the work. He took what is suggested and he found the right tools. The, the most uh, was the most popular post that he did was when he turned himself into a Pixar character, right? One of the Disney characters. And he broke down exactly how to do that. Now, ChatGPT told him, hey, do this as a, as a Pixar character, right? But he had to find the, the resources and the tools on how to exactly do that. 
He had to take a picture of himself. He had to put it in mid-journey. He had to find the right prompt to create that uh, Pixar character. Then he had to take that, that picture and put it into DID. And once he did that, that animates the picture and he had to find the script and write it out so you can actually hear from his voice of what the uh, of him speaking as the Disney character. There's a lot of things he still had to do. ChatGPT didn't create that post. He did. Right. So, yeah, I geeked that a little bit. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, great insight though. Absolutely. Yeah, because some I'm I don't you're right. So for those listening, don't think like, oh, ChatGPT just got this person hundred thousand followers. Uh, no, he really got it for himself with the help of ChatGPT. That's a fact. Now, there is a very dope part that he also talked about, which is how AI is going to help build a brand funnel. And the next step is figuring out how with AI can I create a business? And I thought this would be really good because Moose likes to talk about this. And so let's hear what he has to say. There's a funnel, you know, and at the top of the funnel is headlines. 100K in 30 days by AI social media agent. Cool. That's going to get your attention, right? Next stage is then realizing, oh, okay, there's some more work that goes on behind here. There's there's kind of a relationship that you have with AI. Okay, I'm opening myself up to that idea. And then you get into a field of, oh, well, I actually have to make content. I have to edit things and I have to do that. Okay, well, what goes into the editing process, you know? And well, why are you even editing and making the content in the first place? Are you trying to sell something? Like, what are you doing? Okay, well, now AI can help me with my landing page. And then the next phase of this at the bottom of the funnel is how, how can you build a business with AI? Can you can let's remove followers. That's just the distribution channel. Yeah. Are we able to build a business? Can we build an enterprise using AI? Can we build a business with AI? <laughs> this guy, this guy, man, I tell you. So, so, so I, I love the breakdown of the different layers that go into getting to what exactly you're trying to do, right? In the last several weeks, especially you've heard me say, I have realized my mistake in allowing passion to cloud my judgment in the business world. And it was almost a failure to realize that, hey, passion is also an emotion. And when emotion is present, logic is absent, all right? You're not really thinking, okay, I like this. I love this. I'm super passionate about it. But what does that mean for the consumer? And so that's a really great breakdown to show you the different layers that go into how you too should think about your brand. Okay, followers or uh, social media community members, whatever, however you want to call them or subscribe, whatever it is, okay, that's just a method of distribution. These are people who are now paying attention to me. I have access to them. It's just as if you were to have an email list of 100,000 people. I mean, maybe they're not as valuable because, you know, email open rates, et cetera, but you can compare it to the algorithm. My point in, to, in all that to say is you can see the different layers that were broken down. It wasn't just done out of, oh, I just think it's something cool to do. It was a great idea. It captured attention. It was a challenge. And we've seen people 
And I, I loved, and I'm sure you listened to this part as well in, in the episode where he talks about the challenge model to capture people's attention, mm-hmm. right? It's something that people usually want to be a part of because what happened was others took on the challenge, I think in almost a hundred different countries around the world. And that initial video got almost a million views. And so it was just a self journey that included a challenge, but then others took part of it. And I think that added more steam, you know, to the movement. And then of course the rest of it to say, all right, now this is all great, but can we actually build a business here? Now I'm, I'm curious, of course, your answer, my answer is always yes. The real question becomes, well, what type of business? Mm. Uh, but you know, yeah, that's, that's, that, I, I believe that's a, a slightly different conversation, but the breakdown y'all, that's the part that I would say, Nick's like really play back his breakdown and, and think through your brand, your business, the way he just spoke about it and ask yourself that question. You know, the thing that I kind of alluded to is passion blinding your strategic movements within your brand and business. Mm, I like that. So for, from my side, one, I like how he mentioned content first. It always starts with content first. I'm just going to put that out there. Any Correct. idea, business, whatever, you got to have content. So he, he breaks that down to then he gets to the business side. I'm going to give it a different spin of whether that AI can help you grow the business or, or make a business out of it. I'm going to look at it as probably the answer that a lot of creators are looking for, where We continuously hear that if you are a pure creator, just all my creatives that just love to do that, this could possibly be your business partner that you were looking for, right? Because as you heard in the beginning, it's not necessarily, well, it didn't say in the the interview, he definitely said it, it's not necessarily the greatest when it comes to creatives, like giving you the actual thing to create. It's very, it's still with all the information, still very vague. It's still going to need your expertise and those people who are using it know that it's, it's, it's very basic from that standpoint. But from a business side, from the, the information that you're lacking, right? From When we get to the landing page side, when we get to some of the roles and responsibilities that are going to be needed to your possible business, to how to handle uh, possible brands and sponsorship follow up emails from, uh, you know, different SOPs that could possibly be written. Now, the thing that you're lacking, it could possibly help you figure out the internal and external side of building a business. Now, when it comes to Mr. Grateful and in his process of, okay, now I have all this attention with these followers. Now what do I do from a business side, right? I'm thinking, how do you automate that? And how do you, you duplicate that for other people, right? If other people are Mm -hmm. trying to grow, their social media following, 
you now have the blueprint with AI that people will either, one, bring you into their companies and, and say, hey, how do I do this? Two, you can do it from a template standpoint, right? Three, but taking all these different ideas, I don't want to give too much because, uh, Mr. Grateful, if you want to come over here, we, we can talk about it all day, right? So, but taking that idea and then putting it into ChatGPT, now they can say, okay, cool, you have this idea for a business. This is, this is the success. Hey, these are all the, if he's big on giving stats, here's all the stats. Now, how do I monetize this? What kind of business can this be created based off the information you know about me, based off the information you know is given to the content? What kind of business can be created out of this? And it could be your AI business partner that will then tell you what type of employees that you need to get, what brand deals you're supposed to get, what kind of product services that are suggested, and you put your spin to it because now that's the creative side of making it come to life. So I think uh, for me, how I, I received that was this is going to be a great business partner that you didn't necessarily know you had. And then for my business people, business-minded people, ChatGPT is going to be great for you to think about the creative side that you probably lack of. Mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I think to, to talk about it from a partnership standpoint, that changes the game a lot. It's crazy. Like, can you imagine traditional teams don't, they don't, they would no longer, I mean, literally teams may not exist the way we're accustomed to seeing them. You know, it's like the idea of teams, maybe that won't be a thing anymore because it's like, well, I got my team, but it's a person, but it's not a real person. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds weird. In the beginning, I feel like that's going to be the conversation. So yeah, I got a team of machines, uh, not people, like that kind of thing. So yeah, that's uh, that's interesting, Nick. That's but very, we heard, very what interesting. was it? What was that podcast? The all in one, the one with the four or five rich guys. Um, all in, all in podcast. All in. Okay, so they said one of them was like, at some point, those those businesses that have about forty employees is going to have four, because wow. if you think about the um, how do I put this? Once you understand what to tell ChatGPT, once you understand what to tell the, the AI, if you use uh, the Google version, all you need to do is give that script to the person who's going to press enter. Mm -hmm. You know, because you don't have to be the one to do it all the time, but you may need to have somebody dedicated to take over 10 other people's jobs. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So like, I do believe that once people are educated on how to use these AIs, right. And it only takes one person in the, in the business, like, Oh, just here. I wrote this all out for you. Press enter. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then all the information yeah. that I give you, just type it in there. This one is already my assistant. This one is already my social media manager. This one's already my uh, project manager, that whole nine, boom, just press enter. 
You know, you know what's a, a, a like a, a path of monetization that I, is not talked about often because it it almost looks at it it's looked at as maybe out of reach or just a little bit too difficult to do. It, it's really becoming more so my approach now on a very almost tactical strategic scale. But I look at almost think of a balance between private equity or M&As or what, what's called mergers and acquisitions mm-hmm. with agencies, right? So that agency, cre- that creative agency model helping you to build the business in exchange for a percentage. Typically, they exist in two different areas. I think with the help of AI, those are going to become one, one place, mm-hmm. right? So we are either seeking talent and we are helping with the creative side with the help of the additional tools that are available, as well as helping you to scale the business in whatever means are appropriate. And we're taking a percentage of the return, whether that might be an equity or a fee, like a management fee, whichever which way it will go. But that also, I think, could be a path of monetization. Again, may seem a little bit more complex just because of the names when you hear terms like private equity and M&As and all those things. But it really is exactly what I just explained. Hey, can I find the right talent? Can I seek the right talent? Can I find the Mr. Grateful before he really blew up and say, man, I think a creator like this person has great potential or even now. Can I, do I have the path to help him scale, whether it be through connections or is, is there a gap in a specific creator's business that I see that I know I can fill the void on with some of the resources that I've acquired? So I think that's another area that I can see AI providing a path of monetization to brands and businesses through that agency route, but not just strictly creative. It's almost the, the perfect match of creative and business coming together to help create uh, the creative themselves, the the influencer or the content creator, you know, take it, take it up another notch. Facts. So uh, definitely follow Mr. Grateful. Really good dude. Um, even, oh man, what was his, his key takeaway? He had a key t- takeaway. Like his model was, uh, was like great fun for today, prepared for tomorrow. Something to that like it was so positive. He's like just so dope. Mm-hmm. So uh thank you, Mr. Grateful, for uh giving us so much value. Well, giving that podcast and we break it down. So much value Thanks. because I'm actually going to go a little bit more heavier on ChatGBT of you know giving it more information. And then I was watching VidCon, which I really think we should go in September because mm-hmm. it's going to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's another side it's combo. It's close. Yeah. Yes. Last week of September. But um, the one of the big people from OpenAI was saying, gave a tip, like, don't tell ChatGPT to give you something. Tell ChatGPT to help you write it. So we'll ask you a whole bunch of questions to help you improve your prompts. So it'd be like, yo, help me uh, write a business proposal for this, 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 this. Help me write the Instagram caption that talks about this, 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 this. So like I, it's been a very good 
week to learn about ChatGPT. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's time for this or that. And this one is actually really, really good. Okay. So, uh, Ch- I was about to say ChatGPT. <laughs> this or that, this segment is brought to you by the Flight Assessment. Okay. Flightassessment.com. Discover your personal superpower and learn how to use your superpower to become a master communicator. Strengthen all your relationships and develop the self-awareness you need to fulfill your highest potential. Go to flightassessment.com. Now, the question, there's two questions. The question is, will you take $10 million or 10 million subscribers? Better yet. What about $1 million or 10 million subscribers? Mr. Beast was on uh, Lex, what's his last name? Lex what? Shoot, it slips my mind. Really extremely popular podcaster who has some of the best interviews. Lex, you know I'm talking about you. I just brain fart on your last name. But he had Mr. Beast. That was a really good interview, but he asked a very important question, and we are going to give our answers after. You'd rather have $10 million or 10 million subscribers on YouTube? If I had nothing, I would say $10 million. With $10 million, you can hire some people and pump out content with like a million or two, get 10 million subscribers, and then keep the other 8 million. A better question would be, would you rather have a million dollars or 10 million subscribers? That's where it gets a little tricky, because now it's like, hmm, because 10 million is just so high, it's like just never work again who cares for the average human that's so much money so i love how before one million used to be like so high for everybody and now one million is like nothing the way he just made that sound it's the entryway yeah but and everybody who doesn't have a million is like whatever shut shut up Uh, but um moose Let's go with the second. He said the the better question. The better question is a million or 10 million subscribers. What would you pick? Well, first, you and just to deflect the question for a moment, the statement behind the question is subscribers at that, like 10 million subscribers is 10 times more valuable than a million dollars. Like, I, I just want people to kind of see the comparison that was made there. It's like, oh, if you go with subscribers, if you're thinking in your heart right now, like, man, I would take the subs. 10 million subs is the way I'm going. You're basically saying that subscribers are 10 times more valuable than each dollar, basically, right? Which mm-hmm. I love the philosophy of that, by the way. It's like, yeah, community, people over money, like uh, impact over income, like all day. That's I love the idea behind it. But that is major, right? Like that alone is a powerful question. Now, I think if the question was, what would make you more money? I'm adding a layer to it. What, or what would be worth more money? The $1 million or the 10 million subscribers, it would be a slightly different approach, right? Because in that case, if that was the question, I'm going with the 10 million subscribers all day, right? I'm just like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm taking this right here 
because I know what the value of this is going to be in the long haul. But I have to be honest, I think I'm taking, I'm, I'm cashing out. I'm taking that 10 million. I'm taking that million mm. uh, just because of, you know, the reinvestment opportunities there is like to, to, like you said, I mean, Hey, to, to some, maybe a million or 10 million isn't that much, but at the mm. end of the day, to have that cash on hand, and I know or some of the financial, you know, people might be like, oh, you, you know, you don't want money. Uh, blah, blah, the, it, it decreases in value. Look, at the end of the day, some people can still make a lot happen, especially with a million dollars. It's not that difficult to manage a million dollars. And I say that loosely because, you know, whatever, you, you get the point. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just keep it at that. I'm gonna keep it nice and short. I'm cashing out. I'm taking a full million. Uh, for investment purposes and, you know, for, for, for personal reasons too. We'll just cash out. Okay. Okay. Um, I feel like you're definitely not cashing out though because I know you and my heart tells me there's no way you're cashing out. No way. I like, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm kind of speaking for you. So let me stop speaking so you can speak for yourself. So <laughs> this, this goes more of RD's uh engaging subscribers or oh, are they question. just subscribers right so we have to think about it if they are engaging subscribers because we have to think about it like majority of our following to for them to be able to uh convert we're thinking about maybe the least 10%, right? So 10% of what 10 million is what? 100 is 1 million? 10% of 10 million, I believe, is 1 million. Okay. So 1 million. Hold on. Let me, let me do some math now. Oh, I did 10 million. Hello. 1 million. And then let's sell a hundred dollar product is a hundred million. Good God. And you could sell a hundred dollar product throughout the year. So it could be 10 here, 10 here, 10, 50 here, right? If you understand how to monetize and, and leverage your subscribers, Taking the subscribers for me would be a better play because I would take the, the 1 million that one time, but then I would be missing out on a hundred million dollar play that would happen over and over mm -hmm. and over that 1 million though. I could probably, learn how to reinvest in these things and get this and get this and blah, 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 right? Where, just like how he said in the beginning, well, if I had 10 million, I'll get an editor, I'll get, I'll get a whole team, my whole joint would be great. And you could do the same thing with 1 million. I'm not saying with 1 million, you, you can't, but if there's no reoccurring stuff coming in and you don't already know how to leverage your subscribers, almost pointless. So for me, mm -hmm. and it's funny because I, I was asked this question in one of these things that I went to. 
was like, yo, would you take the money? Would you take the subscribers? I was like, I know how to leverage subscribers. I know how to leverage following those people, not, not, not no staff to moose, but those people who, who pick the, the money are not. And like I said, with the caveat of these are engaging subscribers, these are, right. this is an engaging following. They're here for you and not necessarily just randomly giving you 10 million subscribers. Right. It, it's just more of, you know what, I'll, I'll pick, I would pick the subscribers because I want that them to come into my ecosystem and possibly make a hundred mil yeah. one year and then possibly make another hundred mil another year because I understand how to leverage and monetize and saying, yo, I only need them to spend it in, in the bare minimum in my like lowest situation. I just need them to spend a hundred dollars a year. Mm. That's a shirt. If you really rock with me, that's that's a shirt, a program, maybe an event, whatever. That's that's a few drops on certain things, and that's it. So, it, if you know how to to monetize, which a lot of people don't, then that's okay. If if you know how to monetize. Pick the subscribers. If you don't know how to monetize, get the money to then learn how to, to then build your following, get a team to build the following so you could gradually learn how to, to monetize your brand. Yeah, and I, I love how immediately his mind went to, well, if I had the 10 million, I would take 2 million of that and create the same process and keep the eight and have the 10 million subscribers. So I could get the best of both worlds taking that path right so I, I i love how his mind went straight to that but i think to what you said especially around the are those subscribers engaged and i think the process of creation you know there's there's a level of joy that comes from building something from zero not starting at 10 million it's right. it's you know it's like the same how some people in the business world say oh well you got an upper hand you were handed xyz or your family this right i think for creators to inherit almost 10 million subscribers overnight is, is you know, uh, uh, definitely like, okay, that's a unique advantage that you started with there because sure enough, you can start with something rather inexpensive and make a ton of money. But yeah, I'm, I'm more on the, let's build it from zero. And, but if I could cash out and have more control over what I, I get to, you know, how I get to do it, that, that sounds like fun. That's a fact. So people, let us know. Let us know. Would you pick the money or would you pick the subscribers? And you let us know um, whether on social media or whatnot. Let us know. Now, uh, of course, we have Creator Ave that drops every Friday, 6 a.m. audio only. Okay, so there's no video, no video, unless you check the description, there'll be a reference so you can see it, but there's no video that'll drop on Friday. There's only an audio for Creator Ave, which pretty much is uh, the intersection between branding and business. And this is more of the tangible how to, what to do here, what to do there, strategy. It's really good. After show. 
Wednesday drops, okay? Apple Podcasts only. Go listen to the real thoughts that we had last week was very interesting. So if you didn't check that out, you should. Yes. All right? You should. Um, may do a continuation, may not. I don't know how I feel today. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it. All right? And then um, follow us on all social media platforms. All right? Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us everywhere. Twitter. Follow us everywhere. But Moose, final words. Uh, find the group or place where you are truly embraced for just simply who you are. I think if there's one thing that has been, that has stood out the most coming home was simply that. It's like, wow, I am, com- I'm just completely embraced here and I don't have to think about nothing else. It's a great feeling. Y'all go out and make sure you make that a priority so you can find a place that embraces you for who you are.